Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David, and this week we are talking about Santa Muerte, Saint Death or Holy Death. Um, depending on who you ask, she's either a spirit or a goddess or a folk saint, and she is a widely, continually like popular, growing uh, figure and Mexican neo-paganism and witchcraft, as well as some uh, Catholic uh, beliefs as well. She's a personification of death, and she's associated with healing, protection, and the safe delivery to the afterlife by her devotees. The veneration of Santa Muerte is a continuation, perhaps, of the worship of Mictlatancutli, and I probably didn't say that right, Um, but... Uh, that name <laughs> that I can't pronounce uh, is the name of the Aztec deity of death. Despite condemnation by leaders of the Catholic Church and even more recently the evangelical movements as well, her following has become increasingly prominent since the turn of the 21st century. Originally appearing as a male figure, Santa Muerte now generally appears as a skeletal female figure, clad in a long robe and holding one or more objects, most often a scythe and a globe. Her robe can be of any color, as more specific images of the figure vary widely from devotee to devotee and according to the rite being performed or the petition being made. The cult of Santa Muerte in its current form, after the transformation of the previous cult of Mictlantecutli, began in Mexico sometime in the mid-20th century and was clandestine until the 1990s. Most prayers and other rites have traditionally been performed privately at home, but since the beginning of the 21st century, worship has become more public, especially in Mexico City, after a believer named Enriqueta Romero initiated her famous Mexico City Shrine in 2001. The number of believers in Santa Muerte has grown over the past 10 or 20 years to an estimated 10 to 20 million followers in Mexico, parts of Central America, the United States, and Canada. Santa Muerte has similar male counterparts in the American continent, like the skeletal folk saints San La Muerte of Paraguay and Rey Pascual of Guatemala. According to R. Andrew Chestnut, PhD, in Latin American history and professor of religious studies, the cult of Santa Muerte is the single fastest growing new religious movement in the Americas. Santa Muerte can be translated into English as either Saint Death or Holy Death, although R. Andrew Chestnut, professor of religious studies, believes that the former is a more accurate translation because it better reveals her identity as a folk saint, although there are those to honor her as a goddess in her own right. A variant of this is Santisma Muerte, which is translated as the most holy death or the most saintly death, and devotees often call her Santisma Muerte during her rituals. Santa Muerte is also known by a wide variety of other names, like the skinny lady, La Flaquita, the bony lady, La Jesula, the white girl, la niña blanca, the white sister, la hermana blanca, the pretty girl, la niña bonita, the powerful lady, la dama poderosa, the godmother, la madrina, lady of the shadows, señora de las sombras, the white lady, señora blanca, the black lady, señora negra, holy girl, niña santa, Saint Sebastian, Santa Sebastiana, or the holy Sebastian, or Doña Bella Sebastiana, the beautiful lady Sebastian as well as La Flaca, the skinny woman. After the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire, the worship of the death goddess diminished, but was never completely eradicated. Judith Katia Pergón Castaneda has found references dating to 18th century Mexico. 
according to one account, recorded rituals and Spanish acquisition, indigenous people of central Mexico tied up a skeletal figure whom they addressed as Santa Muerte and threatened it with lashings if it did not perform miracles or grant their wishes. Another syncretism between pre-Columbian and Christian beliefs about death can be seen in the Day of the Dead celebrations. During these celebrations, many Mexicans flock to cemeteries to sing and pray for friends and family members who have died. Children partake in the festivities by eating chocolate or candy in the shape of skulls. In Pedagón Castaneda, Thompson, Kingsbury, and Chestnut have all countered this argument proposed by Malvido, Lomitz, and Christensen that Santa Muerte's origins are not indigenous, suggesting that Santa Muerte does originate from indigenous pre-Christian beliefs of what is now Mexico. Nevertheless, um, this is kind of debated among researchers, but the ethno-archaeological researches um, done by Chestnut and others have kind of given pretty established proof that there are links between a pre-Columbian death goddess and the modern worship of Santa Muerte. And as Kingsbury pointed out, which I agree with, to deny the indigenous roots of Santa Muerte is to promote neocolonialism and the denial of indigenous influences and cultures that are still important in its current, uh, current context, and I agree. So in contrast to the Day of the Dead celebrations, the overt veneration of Santa Muerte remained hidden or private until the mid of the 20th century. When it went public in sporadic occurrences, the reaction was often harsh and included the desecration of her shrines and altars. At the beginning of the 20th century, José Guadalupe Posada created a similar but secular figure by the name of Catrina, a female skeleton dressed in fancy clothing of the period. Posada began to evoke the idea that the universality of death made all humans equal. Modern artists began to reestablish this style as a national artistic objective to push the limits of upper-class taste. An example of this is Posada's... Uh, Excuse me, an example of Posada's influence is in Diego Rivera's mural, Dream of a Sunday Afternoon in the Alameda Centro, which features La Catrina. The image of the skeleton and the Day of the Dead ritual that used to be held underground became commercialized and domesticated. The skeletal images became that of folklore, encapsulating Posada's viewpoint that death is an equalizer. Skeletons were put in extravagant dresses with braids in their hair, altering the image of Posada's original La Catrina. As opposed to it being the political message that he had intended, the skeletons of equality became skeletal images that were appealing to tourists and the national folkloric identity of Mexico. The veneration of Santa Muerte was documented in the 1940s in working-class neighborhoods in Mexico City, such as Tepito. Other sources state that the revival has its origins around 1965 in the state of Hilalgo. At present, Santa Muerte can be found throughout Mexico and also in parts of the U.S. and Central America. There are videos, websites, and music composed in honor of her. The cult of Santa Muerte first came to widespread popular attention in Mexico in August 1998 when police arrested notorious gangster Daniel Arismendi Lopez and discovered a shrine to the saint in his home. Widely reported in the press, this discovery inspired the common misconception that Santa Muerte is associated with violence and criminality. Since 2001, there has been a meteoric growth in the size of the Santa Muerte beliefs, largely due to her reputation for performing miracles. Worship has been made up of roughly 2 million adherents, most in the state of Mexico, Guero, Veracruz, Tamaulipas, Campeche, Morelos, and Mexico City, and with a recent spread to Nuevo León. 
In the late 2000s, the founder of Mexico City's first Santa Muerte church, David Romo, estimated that there were around 5 million devotees in Mexico, constituting about 5% of the country's population. By the late 2000s, Santa Muerte had become Mexico's second most popular state, only after St. Jude and equally tied with the Virgin of Guadalupe, which is the patron uh, of Mexico. The cult's rise, of course, has still been controversial, and in March 2009, the Mexican army demolished 40 shrines near the U.S. border. Around 2005, the cult of Santa Muerte was brought to the U.S. by Mexican and Central American immigrants, and by 2012, she had tens of thousands of followers throughout the U.S. and Canada, especially in cities with high Hispanic and Latino populations. As of 2016, the cult of Santa Muerte is considered to be one of the fastest-growing new religious movements in the world, with an estimated 10 to 12 million followers, and is the single fastest-growing new religious movement in the Americas. Our Lady of Holy Death is a personification of death itself. Unlike other saints who originated in Mexican folk Catholicism, Santa Muerte is not herself a formerly living human being. She's associated with healing, protection, financial well-being, and the assurance of a path to the afterlife. Although there are other saints of death in Latin America, such as San La Muerte, Santa Muerte is the only female saint of death in either American continent. Though early figures of the saint were male, iconographically, Santa Muerte is a skeleton dressed in female clothing or a shroud and carrying usually a scythe and a globe. She is marked as female not by her figure, but by her attire and her hair. The latter was introduced by a believer named Enriqueta Romero, the two most common objects Santa Muerte holds in her hands are a globe and a scythe. Her scythe reflects her origins as a grim reaper, La Barca, of medieval Spain, and can represent the moment of death where she, says, where she is said to cut the silver thread of life. And the scythe can symbolize the cutting of negative energies or influences, and as a harvesting tool, it also symbolizes hope and prosperity. The scythe has a long handle, indicating it can reach anywhere, and the globe represents death's vast power and dominion over the earth. It may be seen as a kind of tomb to which all return. Other objects associated with Santa Muerte include scales, an hourglass, an owl, and an oil lamp. The scales allude to equity, justice, and impartiality, as well as divine will. An hourglass indicates the time of life on earth, and also the belief that death is not the end, because an hourglass can be inverted to start over. The hourglass denotes Santa Muerte's relationship with time, as well as with the worlds above and below. It also symbolizes patience. An owl symbolizes her ability to navigate the darkness of night and her wisdom, and the owl is also her messenger. A lamp symbolizes intelligence and spirit to light the way through the darkness of ignorance and doubt. Owls in particular are associated with the Mesoamerican death deities, such as Mictlancatli, which is again said to have kind of influenced her cult. In fact, the cult of Santa Muerte may be a continuation of the worship of that deity. Um, and this is evidenced as the continuity of death worship. Some followers of Santa Muerte believe that she is jealous and that her image should not be placed next to those of other saints or deities. Um, this is controversial and this varies a lot based on who you ask. Um, I've asked several devotees of Santa Muerte in preparation for this episode as far as like if she should share an altar space with others. Some people said yes, some people said no, some people said she can only share an altar with certain things, but those were kind of contradictory as well. So my opinion is kind of go with your gut and your intuition if you want to worship her. Um, 
I I personally am a devotee of Santa Muerte, and she is on uh, my altar with some other deities, and I haven't really had any issues there. But with that being said, um, your relationship with Santa Muerte is your own, so ask her what she would prefer, and if you're not sure, maybe do some divination first, but that's just my take on that. There are a lot of artists, um, particularly Mexican-American artists, who have played with Santa Muerte's image. One of the images, and also perhaps one of the most controversial images of her, is the fusion of Santa Muerte with the version of Guadalupe into what is sometimes called Guala Muerte. This image has become divisive um, because it features Santa Muerte dressed like the Virgin Mary as Our Lady Guadalupe. So she's wearing like a blue veil with stars on it, like a red dress and like a kind of fiery yellowish orange halo behind her. And like the pose of like hands together, head bowed in prayer. Um, and it's been very upsetting because people that are more traditionally Catholic say that it's disrespectful to the Virgin Mary. And then some devotees of Santa Muerte think it's disrespectful to um, that their goddess would be conflated with a separate entity who's kind of like this disempowered, suffering uh, woman. So it's very controversial, to say the least. So rites dedicated to the Lady of Death include processions and prayers intending to gain favor, and some believers of Santa Muerte remain members of the Catholic Church. Um, many of them do actually consider, uh, still consider themselves Catholic, but also millions others um, are cutting ties with the Catholic Church and founding separate Santa Muerte churches and temples. And some have no associations with Christianity whatsoever, and they worship Santa Muerte as a goddess in her own right. Many of the altars of Santa Muerte or her temples contain one or several images of the lady, generally surrounded by some of the following, just some examples, of course, but uh, cigarettes, flowers, particularly marigolds, um, as well as fruit, incense, water, alcoholic beverages, coins, candies, and candles. According to popular belief, Santa Muerte is very powerful and is reputed to grant many favors. Her images are treated as holy and can give favors in return for the faith of the believer, with miracles playing a vital role. As Senora de la Noche, or the Lady of the Night, she is often invoked by those exposed to the dangers of working at nighttime, like taxi drivers, bar owners, police officers, soldiers, and sex workers. As such, devotees believe she can protect against assaults, accidents, gun violence, and violent death. The image is dressed differently depending on what is being requested. Usually the vestments of the image are different colored robes, but it's also common for the image to be dressed as a bride, especially for people seeking a husband, um, or in like a European nun's garments, similar to female Catholic saints. And the colors of the Lady of Death's candles are usually associated with like the type of petition that's being made. So white is the most common color, and it usually symbolizes gratitude, purity, or the cleansing of negative influences. Red is for love and passion and emotional stability. Gold signifies economic power, success, money, and prosperity. Green symbolizes justice, legal matters, and unity with loved ones. Amber or dark yellow indicates health, and images with this color can also be seen like a lot of rehab centers or hospitals, especially people recovering from like substance abuse problems. Um, black represents total protection against like baneful magic um, and kind of redirects negativity at the people that sent it. And blue candles 
indicate wisdom. This is often favored by like students and professors, people in uh, academic spheres, and it can also be used to petition for health as well. Brown is used to invoke the spirits of the dead, while purple is also usually around health. But more recently, purple, yellow, and white candles have been used by followers of Santa Muerte to supplicate her for healing of and the protection from COVID-19. This has been pretty well documented by um, the leading researchers on Santa Muerte. Devotees may also present her with a polychrome seven-color candle, which may have been adopted from the Seven Powers Candle of Santaria, which is a syncretic faith brought to Mexico by Cuban immigrants. Here, the seven colors are gold, silver, copper, blue, purple, red, and green. And in addition to the candles and the vestments, each devotee adorns their image of her in their own way, often with American dollars, gold coins, jewelry, and other items. Santa Muerte also has a saint's day or a feast day, and this varies from person to person, but the most common one is the 1st of November. This is when the believer Enriqueta Romero celebrates her at her historic Tepito Shrine, where the famous effigy is dressed as a bride, but others also celebrate her commonly on the 15th of August. According to R. Andrew Chestnut, the cult of the Lady of Death is generally informal and unorganized, and since worship of her has been hidden, in some ways still is hidden, um, most rituals are performed in the altars in people's private homes and residences. Recently, uh, shrines to her have kind of been popping up in public more often. The one on Dr. Vertiz Street in Colonia Doctores is unique in Mexico City because it stands alongside an image of Jesus Malverde, and that's not particularly common. Another public shrine is in a small park on Matamoro Street, very close to Paseo de la Forma. And shrines can be found in the back of stores and gas stations, botanicas. And as veneration of Santa Muerte has become more accepted, stores that specialize in religious articles like botanicas are carrying more and more paraphernalia related to Santa Muerte. Again, R. Andrew Chestnut has discovered that many botanicas in Mexico and the U.S., are sometimes kept in business only by the sales of Santa Muerte merchandise. And numerous shops sometimes earn up to half or more of their profits on her alone. Um, this is true even of stores in very well-known locations like Pasaje Catral behind the Mexican City Cathedral, which for the most part dedicates itself to selling like Catholic uh, liturgical items. And her image now is very popular in like stores for witchcraft, esoteric stores, um, apothecaries, etc. Some now call themselves Santa Muerte priests or priestesses, like Jacqueline Rodriguez in Monterrey. She maintains a shop in Mercado Juarez in Monterrey, where tarot readers, cuanderos, witches, and healers can all be found. The cult of Santa Muerte is present throughout Mexican society. Um, the majority of devotees are often unemployed or underemployed people who are seeking help to get out of poverty. Um, people are often also younger, um, kind of into their late teens up to their late 30s, and are often women or gay men. But a large following exists um, in all demographics. A lot of people are just really disillusioned with like the failure of capitalism, um, and with the Catholic Church as well. And particularly in Mexico, there's a dissatisfaction with like official Catholic saints who haven't been able to help the people. So the phenomenon is based on people with very little resources, 
um, who have been excluded from capitalism, who have been excluded from jobs and education. And some anthropologists of religion have called the cult of Santa Muerte a cult of crisis because devotion to her increases during times of economic and social hardships, which tends to affect uh, working classes more. She tends to attract those in extremely difficult or hopeless situations, but also appeals to smaller sectors of middle-class professionals and even wealthy people sometimes as well. The worship of Santa Muerte attracts those who are not inclined to seek the traditional church for solace, um, and many followers of Santa Muerte live on the margins of the law or outside of it entirely. Street vendors, taxi drivers, um, vendors of counterfeit merchandise, sexual workers, pickpockets, um, thieves, etc., all relate to her because people commit crime oftentimes out of desperation, not because they're bad people. In essence, there has been a new religion created that reflects the realities, hardships, identities, and practices, especially for those that deal with the violence and struggles for life faced in poverty. Conversely, um, military personnel and police officers in Mexico can also be counted among the faithful to Santa Muerte, who asked for her blessings and her protection. Worship is largely based in Mexico's lower-income neighborhoods, but Santa Muerte is also venerated in affluent areas like Mexico City's Condesa and Coyoacan districts. However, negative media coverage and kind of misconceptions of her have influenced public perception of her as well. With the exception of some artists and politicians who perform ritual secretly, a lot of people that are wealthier often look down upon Santa Muerte's worship and think that it's just kind of distasteful or superstitious. Santa Muerte is also revered as a patroness and protector of the LGBTQ plus community. In Mexico, since LGBTQ plus people are often treated by the Catholic Church and society as a whole like outcasts, um, many people in that community ask her for protection from violence, from hatred, and to help them find love. Her intercession is commonly invoked in same-sex marriage ceremonies performed in Mexico, in the Iglesia Católica Tradicional México Estados Unidos, or the Church of Santa Muerte, recognizes gay and lesbian wedding ceremonies and performs ceremonies in Santa Muerte's honor for same-sex couples. In the United States and Mexican press, the cult of Santa Muerte is often associated with violence, criminality, and the illegal drug trade. She's a popular goddess in prisons, both among inmates and the staff, and shrines dedicated to her can be found in many places. Altars with images of Santa Muerte have been found in drug houses in both Mexico and the U.S., and among Santa Muerte's more famous devotees are kidnapper Daniel Arismendi Lopez, um, also known as Elmo Correjas, and Gilberto Garcia Mena, one of the bosses of the Gulf Cartel. In March 2012, the Sonora State Investigative Police announced that they had arrested eight people for murder for allegedly having performed a human sacrifice of a woman and two 10-year-old boys to Santa Muerte. And I want to point out, I'm giving this as background and as like historical information. This is not to say that Santa Muerte is like bad or evil. That doesn't mean that people that worship her are bad or evil. Um, and that's a very harmful stereotype that she's like this bad, like criminal thing. And I'm not saying that. And if someone's saying that, um, that's shitty because there can be and are bad people that do bad things in any religion. There are bad Santa Muerte devotees, there are bad Christians, there are bad people everywhere. So just because there are some bad people that have done bad things, um, 
happen to be devotees of Santa Muerte does not mean the religion is bad or that the goddess is bad or anything like that. Um, I think that should kind of go without saying, but in case that's not clear, I want to make that very, very clear. In December of 2010, um, the self-proclaimed bishop of Santa Muerte, David Romo, was arrested on charges of banking funds um, linked to a cartel, but he continues to kind of have a role from his prison cell, but um, I do not think that will be feasible for a very long time because of the situation. But since the mid-20th century, um, the cult of Santa Muerte and her devotees have been discriminated against, ostracized, and socially excluded by the Catholic and Protestant churches of Mexico and the U.S. The Catholic Church has condemned the cult of Santa Muerte as blasphemous and satanic, calling it a degeneration of religion. And when Pope Francis visited Mexico in 2016, he rebuked Santa Muerte on his first day in the country, condemning her as a dangerous symbol of drug culture. Latin American Protestant churches have also condemned Santa Muerte, calling her baneful magic and trickery. And Mexico's Catholic Church has accused Santa Muerte devotees, many of whom were baptized in the Catholic Church, um, as being devil worshippers, which of course is not true. Catholic priests regularly chastise parishioners, telling them that death is not a person, but a phase of life. However, the church stops short of labeling her followers as heretics, instead accusing them of heterodoxy or incorrect practice, basically. Um, other reasons that the Catholic Church has officially condemned her worship is that most of her rites are modeled after Catholic liturgy, and some Santa Muerte devotees eventually split from the Catholic Church and now compete for control of church buildings. So it's very um, politically motivated, as you can see. So despite many attempts from the Catholic Church and the Protestant churches to undermine the devotion to Santa Muerte in Mexico and elsewhere, Along with the religious discrimination and accusations towards her followers, the cult of Santa Muerte has enjoyed steady growth and spread in the American continent since the mid-20th century, and she is now considered by scholars of religion to be the single fastest-growing new religious movement in the Americas. The cult of Santa Muerte was established in the U.S. around 2005 and was brought to the country by Mexican and Central American immigrants. R. Andrew Chestnut, Ph.D., suggests that there were tens of thousands of devotees in the U.S. as early as 2012. This cult is primarily visible in the cities with high Latino populations, like New York City, Chicago, Houston, San Antonio, Tucson, Los Angeles, for example. And there are 15 religious groups dedicated to Santa Muerte in L.A. alone, which include the Temple of Santa Muerte on Melrose Avenue in East Hollywood. In some places, like Northern California and New Orleans, Santa Muerte's popularity has spread beyond the Latino community. For instance, the Santissima Muerte Chapel, a perpetual pilgrimage, is maintained by a woman of Danish descent, while the New Orleans Chapel, the Santissima Muerte, was founded in 2012 by a non-Hispanic white devotee. As in Mexico, some elements of the Catholic Church in the U.S. are trying to combat Santa Muerte's worship, particularly in Chicago, where she has a high number of devotees. Compared to the Catholic Church in Mexico, the official reaction in the U.S. is mostly non-existent or very, very small, and the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has not issued an official statement on her yet. Um, I would not be surprised if they did, because her worship is increasing a lot, but as of right now, they have not uh, done that. Unfortunately, opposition to Santa Muerte's worship took a violent turn in January 2013, when one or more vandals destroyed statues of the goddess, which appeared in San Benito, Texas, 
um, in a cemetery earlier that month. So despite the negative perceptions and misconceptions, um, I think the history and the culture around Santa Muerte is absolutely fascinating. And as someone who is a devotee of her myself, um, I think she is absolutely amazing. And if you have been curious about her, I will um, link some descriptions in this episode to some great things. And I hope that you enjoyed this. And I have a little surprise for you guys coming up. You're going to get a little bonus uh, two-part episode this week. Um, So I hope you guys check that out as well. And I will see you next time.